Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Clipping Point. My name is Captain Ben. Joining me with is Mr. Tim Murphy. Mm-hmm, that's me. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what's going on over here? And of course, Mr. Paul Murphy. I'm here. I've you made, made it. it. Congratulations. Made it. Okay, good. And let's go ahead and welcome our special guest of the evening. You can have sound effects for him? Wait, no, I, I, we gotta I, get some like cheers and applause and stuff. Yeah, uh, gotta work on that. I'm it's gonna, in the I'm, docket. I'm gonna remind you. Yeah, please do. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and welcome our special guest, Mr. Matt Shulman. What up? You know, How's we need going? laugh tracks. Can you hear me? We need some. Yeah, we can hear you. We All can right, hear cool. you. Sweet. Yeah. How's it going? Good, good, good. We need to get some laugh tracks. Like like what? friends and stuff. Like, <laughs> like, say uh, Seinfeld, like, like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld. So every time we say something, we have like laugh tracks the behind us. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Live audience. Film yeah, live, audience. live audience. Yes. <laughs> so Matt, so how are we doing? All right. Good. Good. Yeah. You said you were working on a car just until right before the show, right? Yes. Yes. Trying to be way prepared and not last minute. Yeah. He's, last he's, minute. Yeah. He's still got almost a month. Yeah. So he should so, be good. Yeah. That's, I, mm. I wanted to have it done and ready way before. So okay. that is Good the goal. Deal. So we're going to get into your car because I have a lot of questions about your car. Um, yep. But I think uh, as we're talking before that we want to talk a little bit about where you came from, what brought you into drifting, um, if you've done any sports prior. Because as Ben was mentioning um, earlier that prior to Clutch Kickers, we were kind of in our little pocket down in South Florida, right? We were kind of mm-hmm. numb to a lot of the other guys that were up in northern Florida or even Texas and those areas, um, and New Orleans, all that area, like Georgia and everything, clutch kickers kind of put us in the mix with a lot of people we wouldn't normally get to see and meet. And I think one of the first live streams that we did with clutch kickers, one of the most commented um, comments in the chat box were like, get showman, get showman, get the showmanator, the showmanator, the showmanator. So, so, so we, even though we see you all the time, we talk to you at the events and everything we've built, we built a friendship. Um, we'd like to know more about, you know, who is this man? Who is this? Who is the showmanator? So where, where did you, where did you start? Did you start in uh, motocross? Did you start in car shows? Did you start in drag racing? What got you into the car scene? So I rode BMX for years. And all my friends rode BMX for years, and I've always been—I've always loved cars, trucks, monster trucks, all that kind of stuff. I've always been into like you know the good stuff with engines or whatever. But back when I was a kid, I couldn't really afford that, so I did BMX. That was the closest thing I can get to, you know, doing tricks and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, my buddies all got Subarus and Deborah X's and Prezes, all that stuff like that. And yeah. basically, I fell in love with Subarus and. Now I'm like, why? But back then I was like, oh, yes, please. Like, these are amazing. And I told myself I was not getting any of the car for my first car if it wasn't a Subaru WRX. And I basically finally got one. And that's where I started, you know, tinkering with you know, boltons and downpipes yeah. and takes, all the fun bolt-on stuff with Subarus and all that. That was my first car that I had. Didn't blow it up somehow. Drove it like crazy. Uh, and that was how I got really into cars. And all my friends had... Um, the Subarus and he did, you know, had fun with them. And then uh, my other friends who didn't like the Subarus had all the drift cars. They had all the 240s, you know. Back then it was all 240s. It wasn't really anything else like Zs or Vets or anything like now. But they all had the, you know, S chassis. And I didn't know much, but all my friends were like, why do you have a Subaru? They suck to work on and this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, they're the best thing ever. And now I'm yeah. like, I totally agree with you. 
10 years later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. So, so you're, a, you're a Subi guy. Hmm. Well, was. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so then, um, where, how, where was I at? Subaru G4. Okay, my friends had G4s. So I was living in Claremont, and that's where Njuku is. And mm-hmm. um, that's my hometown. I'm, I'm in Orlando now, but before, you know, I knew all the Njuku guys, like Ant and all them, and uh, Brett Levon and Brian Penn, and all the guys over there, and uh, Adam Green. And uh, I didn't have a car back then, but we would have the local car meets. And I'd, I'd pull my Subaru, and like, I've always loved the action of, of getting the car sideways, but like, I couldn't do that in a Subaru, but I yeah. always wanted to. So then, you know, I'll hang off them, they go to the car meet to see their cars, and I, I love their cars. And then, you know, all that stuff started to happen. And then I, I knew Adam LZ through BMX over the years, and we were great friends. I met him when I was like 11 or 12 at the skate park, and he would come mm-hmm. down from Connecticut to stay at his, I think, sister's house in Winter Garden that was down the street from my local skate park. And we met back then, and we uh, just, you know, would ride BMX all the time. He was in the cars, I was in the cars, and then um, when he came down for college, you know, he bought the 240, and we were just good friends, and I would basically go to every single OSW event, uh, trip event, like literally every single one, and just like hang out, help him film, do whatever he wanted me to do, and then make friends. And I basically was in OSW for like two, three years. Well, two years without a car. So I was just there hanging out, learning. Oh, wow. Like, you know, just filming, learning how things work, working on stuff, and just getting the most experience I could. And at the time, I wasn't even, like, focused on the experience. I just kind of wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, which led to um, when I graduated high school, I um, – I was I working for Adam? I bought 240. So I bought – I bought <laughs> – I bought an S13 shell, I think, I like 17, I was 17 or 18. It was a shell. What was it? It was a, it was a rolling 240 with an RB25 in it. And I bought it for oh, literally $2,000. Like the engine was oh. good. Like, I swear to you, $2,000. And I got it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to fix this up and make it work. And that never happened. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it was stole, an RB, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was literally a shell. And fun fact, I'll try and be quick. I'm trying to, you know, get to the point. But it's fine. No, you know, that, we're here, that, man. Okay, that, that shell that I didn't know, that was Alberto Big Boost's first S13 shell that I didn't know was his until I bought it. He goes, dude, that's my old car. And I'm like, what? Oh wow! Uh, so I literally bought his old car from some guy in Tampa, and I didn't even know about it until yeah. he told me after I bought it. It was a cool thing. So that was cool, right? And well, never drifted that because that didn't. It's I literally bought it and put it in the driveway. Never moved. And I sold it, made money on it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Well, what's next?" Mm-hmm. So I bought another hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! And I I go to I meet this kid at AutoZone and. <laughs> the hood of OBT downtown Orlando. And ah. I was like, hey, I want to compression test this KA in this car. Because the car was super clean and it was actually pretty good. And I was like, I want to compression test this. And I didn't really know <laughs> stuff back then. Right, right. And it was 90 PSI across the board. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. I want it. This is mint. It's mint. So I was like, I got for, I got for $1,900. So it was me and my buddies. And again, I knew a little bit back then about everything. And then I I, I buy the car, 90 PSI across the board. The car, the car actually ran great somehow. Right. 
least, at least they were even. Right? <laughs> yeah, yes. It wasn't like 190 or whatever, but yeah. sure. That thing probably went forever, but my friends were freaking me out about it. But I still bought the car for $1,900, and I'm starting to drive it, and this thing is sketchy. Like, literally, probably an inch and a half of toe in on the front. Oh, I'm gosh. driving <laughs> on 408 at 60 miles an hour. The car is screeching because it has so much toe in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, I'm, it was the first C40 that I bought that was running and driving. You know what I mean? It was my mm. first like actual car that moved on its own power, drift car that was cheap. Mm. I got it. Whatever. And we're driving. And my friend in this passenger seat, he's just like terrified. He's going to die because he's <laughs> such a scary driving the way home. Just like a meme. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I told myself the first day I bring home a drift car that runs, I'm doing a burnout in my parents' driveway. <laughs> uh, how'd that go? I get home. I literally pull in the driveway, literally not even a second later, I just dump the clutch and do the sickest K burnout ever. And uh, my dad comes out, what the, you know, freaking out. And I'm like, I told you I was going to do it. And I did it. So then uh, I'll try to be fast. So basically I sold that car uh, like two weeks later and made like $700 on it. And then I found this black uh, SR hatch 240 that was, I got for $4,100. It was like stock SR, super clean chassis. Mint interior, it's no angle, no handbrake, stock SR, had some arms. It was a super clean car. It was really, really good. And that was my first like actual drift car that I drifted and learned in. So stock SR20, no angle, no handbrake. Basically just learned how to drive just by going for it. Um, I bought the car, did nothing to it. I think I put a kit on it in wheels. Went to OSW for a learner's day and like it just I, I, from watching so much watching Adam drive watching others drive me around drifting for so long I basically got kind of got in the car and I just kind of knew what to do and I, I kind of felt mm-hmm. natural with the car and just there I was doing figure eights within five minutes of learning and all that and then I think one of the instructors was like hey go on the oval and I'm like no I'm not going on the oval I'm too scared like, I guarantee yeah, you do it. Yeah. you'll do it and I'm like no I don't want to go on the oval you know, just do it. Just do it. I just, I promise you, just try it. And I literally, I didn't do the bank. I linked the figure eight mm-hmm. oval first try ever. Like first time you ever try, I linked it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, this is sick. Like this is like yeah. the coolest thing ever. Like I love this. Like, and I would, I back then I would, ha- I had no angle. I'll go to the junkyard and buy five dollar stock two forty size tires and just drift on those and burn them off. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, do what I could back then. I was, I was making, I was looking at a car wash back then. I wasn't making, you know, actual money. Right, that was I, the days of the used tires. Right, mm-hmm. and I, and I would, <laughs> I don't know if I say this, but like, I never registered that car, never insured it, and I would, drive it, <laughs> I would drive it from my house in Claremont, Groveland area, to OSW there and back, stuff the whole thing, all my stuff, and drive and drive every event, just drive as much as possible, over and over and over again. Yeah, cops probably felt bad for you. It never got, it never got caught. I, I was riding dirty, but I was yeah. fine. I grew did the you, cop uh, out too. Yeah, did you um, did you utilize or did you ever mess around with the sim stuff before you started so, drifting? So that was later after I started having some seat time. Adam had a sim at his house, and I, at the time I was working for him, and he had it there. So at the time, just before he had a warehouse and everything, I would, me and Alberto's job was to go to the, his personal house and work there. And then whenever I get off work, I go to the simulator and drive for like an hour or two. And that definitely helped with some hand-eye coordination. And mostly the biggest thing helped me with was like left foot brake and braking stuff. Not, not yeah. braking stuff, like braking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. where I really learned some simple car control for sure. 
and then other friends got them later on. I've driven on it many times. It definitely helps um, cure the itch to drive, but to yeah. me, it's not the real thing, but it does teach you a lot of small things you don't recognize in the moment. Muscle memory kind of stuff. For yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I had a friend, um, Juan Hanau, he's one of our friends down here. Mm-hmm. He's an OG from back in the Nopi Drift days and everything. Um, when I was starting to drift, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I remember you're talking about the left foot brake and how the sim helped you with left foot braking. One of the things yeah. that helped me was Juan told me, wherever, wherever you're driving, use your left foot to brake. So I started doing that, hey. using my left foot yes. to brake, and, and you start – Yes. Learn how to nice and slow down and nice slow stops and that. Ever since then, I I, I for a long time I wasn't an e brake guy because like you I didn't start with an e brake so right. I was a clutch Me kicker either. right yeah yeah um, literally and yeah. then um, as I started to I think I, I'm more reliant on the um, the handbrake now more than ever the last OSW event I told myself I'm like I'm not going to touch the e brake whatsoever there's no reason to touch the e brake. <laughs> On the skid pad. So I basically like my whole time, like I'm not touching it because I, I felt dependent on it right. and try to try to keep myself. You, you want to you know, be able to use those tools when you need them, but not overuse them either. For sure. Um, um, I want to kind of I want to I lost you guys I, in the camera. Oh, we lost. There's, there's we no lost video on the thing. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you lost. Well, Ben will work on that. You can still hear us though, right? I can hear you fine. It's just no video. Okay. Well, while Ben works on that, um, I'm going to kind of rewind to season one of Clutch Kickers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were you weren't um, your own program at that time. I think you were still with Adam LZ. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I had my own thing. It's just um, we transported our cars in the same rig back then. There you go. The camera's on. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. at what point? And then in season two, I believe you you had made that transition to just yeah be be your own team to focus more on on um, yeah. on drifting. Yeah. How was that transition? Did that did that enable you to focus more on drifting? And how yeah. was learning from Adam? How were you able to take that experience from Adam and apply it to your own program? So that's the biggest thing I think why I've kind of uh, progressed pretty quickly because like before I had a car, I I'm a very visual learner, and like I basically knew all the things not to do way before I would do them. And I was able to take that into consideration and just like that helped me progress so much from watching him learn and his friends learn and being around it every day and how to properly set up cars, how to properly work on cars, how to properly drive and tips and tricks that he would, you know, uh, learn from himself and learning from him definitely helped a lot and like definitely sped the process up a bunch. Um, but, uh, no, Clutch Sugars, uh, season one, I basically, like, I saw that you got, they announced it, and I was like, uh, I'll wait, I'll watch the first round or two, I think, and I'll, I'll go with Adam, I mean, and I worked the first rounds with him, like, you know, crewed for him, and I was like, huh, this is really cool, I kind of want to do this, and I was like, well, I can go do it in my car right now, but, like, I really want to do it, I got to rebuild the whole car, mm-hmm. so I basically tore the whole car down, complete shell, rewired the whole thing, different turbo, ECU master, you know, changed everything, painted the car kit, like made it like not a missile. And like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and went and it was great. Um, the first round was really good. Second round was okay. And then the third round season, did I pull my car season two or season one, two? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious if at any point did you check your PSI? What? On the PSI. engine. The compression? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I checked compression 
the event before it it went, and I that engine that was in that car was an old engine. I beat the crap out of that thing for years, and it was like for old one J, an old one J, it was like one forty, one thirty five across the board. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good for an old one J, better than ninety. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, like and then you know, it that battle with near, and I was like, I know I gotta. What I would do is, I'm sorry, I was must away from the question, but I just got into this. I remember, it's all right. No, it's it's all right. Good. Um, I remember, I think season two. I think it was season two. It had to be season two. Yeah. When? No, season one. Season no, one, season one. one. Season one, round season five. One. It yeah. blew up. Right. Right. So uh, season one, round five. So what I would do is I would have a looser set of tires for slower cars, and then a really grippy tire for the FD cars. Hmm. What I would do is in practice, I'll take. A set of Grievas and have mediocre grip, some toe, and basically drive on that with like two, three laps. Okay, I know how the car's gonna feel on that. I go back to the pit, swap the really grippy tires on, two, three laps on that, and just see how it would go because there's not enough time to like change the car drastically to be competitive from a Z to a pro car. So oh, I'll kind of just dictate what I had to do to get to that point so you'd be competitive either with a Z or a pro car. So I knew I was going to go against Niren, put the Achilles 1-2-3s on, aired them down, and I knew I was going to have to give it like, everything I got. So I did a really good lead run. I was like, this is, this is, this is like really serious driving. That's, I think after that lead run, I was like, Clutch Shickers is like so competitive, and it's right. like literally prospect level driving, if not mm-hmm. close to Pro 1. And it's, it's wild when you're out there with those Pro cars, because like, I've been tandeming and driving for a long time. I never driven with like actual like comp pro cars. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So like, even if you do bad or good, like your driver skill level goes up no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. So after that lead lap, I did one of the best lead laps I've ever done in my life. And then when I entered on Niren, that's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. And now that's when this long timeline of crap has escalated from then. Good and bad things like engine issues and driving a lot and not driving fixing stuff and but like the best part about it is like i learned a lot from breaking things you know what i mean that's the only way i can look at it so that's yeah. you know that's where it is really yeah so but i think more to that the question was and i think um what i guess more what i was trying to get at is being able to watch and learn from adam developing a program yeah right what how how helpful was that for you big time like i learned a lot from him adam's a very smart guy and like he just knows how to properly do things when it comes to that stuff. And, you know, learning from that was definitely a lot of help and how to talk to people, how to handle things, how to, you know, make things look nice, how to brand yourself nicely, how to make your image you and make sure even the simplest things having uh, your pit area cleans and looks good for sponsors, stuff like that. Like I'm the same way. Like, Oh man, your bed is made. You made your bed. (laughs) (laughs) My office is the guest room. Uh, Adam, no, Adam needs his bed story every day. Trust uh, me. I'm just I'm just joking with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was uh it was one huge big learning experience uh working with him with all that and learning all the ins and outs of everything, being around it every single day was a really good experience. Okay. Okay. So any um so now that's you're able to take that experience that relationship you had with Adam and um, learn from him. Also, like you said, you got to watch him 
try and fail certain things that didn't work, right? Learn from his experiences. So you're able to take that knowledge. Like you say, it really gave you a one up when you started developing your own program. So now you got your Matt Shulman. We got, you know, the Shulmanator program going on here. What is what is your long-term goal? Do you plan on going um, pro or is this something that you just doing clutch kickers, fun days, being somewhat competitive yeah. um, or do you actually want to go all the way with this? I'd love to, if the backing is there, um, FD is extremely expensive, especially nowadays with prices, everything going up. Um, I have a lot of friends in FD. I've worked on many teams. I've seen what it can do bad and good. Um, mm-hmm. So, what I'm trying to do right now is if I get there, sure, I get there. But I'm not, like, pushing hard to get there because I know what happens when you get there and then it doesn't stop from there and then it's a lot, you know. But Clutch Shakers I like a lot is because, first off, it's doable, affordable, and sponsors love it, and it's local. I'm not driving across the country, and it takes up time but, like, not FD time. Like, to run a successful FD program, you have a lot of money, a crew, and a lot of time, it's basically a full-time job from <clears throat> when you're when you're off the track, you're, you're working to get sponsors or fixing the car or get to the next place. And, you know, it's it's a lot to juggle. And I, but, yeah, basically, yeah, I'd love to be an FD one day if the backing is there and if I can do it affordably and do it the right way because it's, it's, it's tough. But, like, it is the top tier of drifting, if you forget that. It's the best in the world. Like, that's the top of the top in the U.S., Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'd love to be there, but, like, it's not something I'm like, oh, my God, I got to be pro next year. Like, right. mm-hmm. I'd rather just go to Clutch Shakers and have fun. And, you know, getting into FD right now, the new rules, with there's basically, like, a line to get into Pro Spec and Pro 1. So, basically, like, they're only allowing, I think, 30-some drivers in each class. And, mm-hmm. like, even now, the new rule is, like, in Pro 1, if you – don't do well, they FD can bump you down, which can also bump whoever's in the lowest of prospect out. So like, oh, and then wow. there's a, and then there's a line to get in the prospect before the people that are bumped out, go out. So say for example, there's 15 people that want to get a prospect. You're going to wait two, three years longer to get oh, in the wow. prospect. Huh. So, but it all depends on who's in, who's out, you know, stuff like that. But I experience working on Adam's team, working on Simon's team, now working on Ricky's team and, and, experience everything not, not as a driver working on teams i've seen what to prepare for and how to come at it and i won't i will not do it until i know for sure i can do it if that makes sense yeah, yeah. That, that definitely makes sense because now we have with u.s drift circuit they're doing the pro-ams now right which are definitely close right because i think yeah. saw at sebring for the most part yeah. uh, and and um, OSW, right. I don't know how next year is going to be, um, yeah. but those and that's a fun track to two different layouts of Sebring. So it's yeah. definitely to the point where you could get your prospect. But that's an interesting point that you bring up that I didn't know there was this line. So even if list. yeah, waiting list. So I didn't, so even these guys that are doing a U.S. Drift Circuit and they get awarded there, and it's not a license. It's it's a um, what do they call it? It's like petition. a provisional license. Petition. Oh, petition. Right. They yeah. they get to a petition to join. Right. Because I know um, the probably two of the strongest drivers in the U.S. Drift Circuit are going to be um, uh, Connor O'Sully and uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Brandon McDowell. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Those two guys, I definitely see them walking away with petition. Yeah. So if, if they complete yeah. this season and they don't, they're not able to get in, that's yeah. going to suck because those, those are two yeah. great competitors. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually made friends with Connor accidentally at round one of uh, 
the pro-am and um me and his family got friendly real quick and we just made friends and it was great i helped him out a little bit um and they're great people and he's really good driver like he kills it. and that car is real fast so yeah um yeah and brandon's been driving for forever and like i think he's in it just to get his license back or keep his license yeah. something like that no, right so back, yeah that's yeah. another thing too like if you if you don't drive for two three years now it's like you gotta you keep it or earn it back kind of thing which is yeah. annoying but it's just the rules now and they're very strict yeah. with it but yeah, yeah it's definitely Andy, Andy lost it now he's in prospect yeah so yeah, I mean it's I mean it's there's minimal there, there there's mi- very minimal place for mistakes or or falling off the track or once you're like like with me like for example like once you're at your level and you back off you have to restart everything you worked for like for example if I want to take a break from drifting for a year that is a long time and a lot of work and relationships that could have been developed in that year to where you have to restart all over again so like. That's why I think drift. That's that's anybody. That's not just like me. That's any driver, any person. So like, once you're in it, you gotta keep going, or else it's gonna be a lot harder and take you a lot longer to get where you wanna be. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been driving for? Uh, I started driving in 2017, 2016, I think, around then. Okay. So I think five years, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And but you were you were hanging out around the drift events for a few years before that. You said right. Long time. Yeah. Like I, I went to events for like two years straight without a car. Right. Yeah. So what's your opinion on on the evolution of drifting since you've started and into now? Um, I mean, we always talk about the cars the growth in the community. The, it, the community. Do you think it's because some people like oh I love grassroots right keep, you know keep drifting fun there was that whole yeah. keep drifting fun movement for a while well, ago well yeah. do you think that was before his time. that was before his time but he's heard about <laughs> it I was, around, I, was around, I, I was my yeah. first FD was like 2013 so that was when it was still oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah okay so what yeah. do you think about like so some people they think the growth and the way the sports moving is a great thing but some people um, are like oh you know it's getting away from the grassroots kind of thing so there's good and bad things to it um grassroots in my opinion should be grassroots to a point mm-hmm. so in my opinion clutch shakers is a mixture of everything mm-hmm. and it's considered grassroots but it's also pro cars but if you're right. going to clutch shakers you know there's pro cars there right and you if you're going to spend the money to do it you have to be competitive or somewhat competitive and if you're going to have fun sure do your thing that's what you want to do fine mm-hmm. but i love the evolution of drifting of where it's going like on the technical side of like car setups and technology and all that i love that that's the best stuff i love nerdy stuff like mm-hmm. that um and even people getting into it, it's awesome too like everybody wants to drive they see it and it's like oh, i want to do that and you can't because you can just go buy a car and do it right but to to a to a point where, on that note, like it can get really saturated, really quick, right. in a bad way. People come in like, oh, you have sponsors. Oh, I can get sponsors too, and I'm gonna go right. try and be this dude that wants to get sponsors, but you have nothing to give in the thing. And then right. somehow they get the sponsors and they get saturated, and it just kind of makes this big mess of things. And then everyone's trying to do the same thing, which is fine, but it also can get like, just go drive, learn. And just work your way up, kind of thing. Yeah. What do you think about? And we've talked about this before about starting a spec class drifting. Spec class. Well, like that sounds like a stupid idea. You think it sounds like a stupid idea? Yeah. Well, no, but, but some people have talked about it, right? So, like, spec as in what? Spec is like same, like so NASCAR, right? Yeah. 
They're every all the cars are the same. That's right. what I'm talking about. Like running all like the, the exact same car, like running Spec-E the exact 30, same car, Spec E30 like, or Spec right. Miata, something where yeah. all the cars are the same, right? I mean, it it's so you couldn't do that back in the day because there wasn't that many. But it's getting to the point, like like you were saying, well, you, now, could Z, you, could could a, you, you could do Spec Z. You could do a Z Spec class, right? Yeah. Sure. And then everybody has you know horsepower limits, weight limits, tire limits, and then it comes down to more driver on driver a limit. I'm just well, the just, other added benefit to it is is costs. You control the costs yeah. right. in right. some uh, respects. What are your thoughts so, on something like that? So it would have to be its complete own series to where right. either somehow the series helps pay for those cars. Like, you know, NASCAR is a big corporation, and they own a lot. And there's teams right. that are obviously in it. It has to be just like that, but in a drift version, because there's going to be people that want to find little – Tiny little loopholes to go this much faster, right. and it could get mm-hmm. ugly. But I think it be, could be cool in that aspect. But if you look at Formula Drift, the cool thing about everybody's cars being different is because you never know what's going to happen, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. The right. Same, well, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying take it in, in place of Formula Drift. No, I'm no, just no, saying, no, like you said, it. Formula Drift is so big, but now right. this would be something else. Right. Yeah. For sure. It, it, it would just it would it, it would show like more of the drive of the driver. Of the drive, you know what I mean. Like if it's the same car, it'll show who's the better driver, right there. Right. And there. Drift. You know what I mean. Drift. What makes clutch kickers so appealing is that there is just no rules, no holes barred. Well, I'm not saying get rid of you want, but I'm not saying get rid of clutch kickers. I'm not saying no, that I'm this should take place. That, I'm just saying, I'm saying that, that uh, ever seeing a bunch of Z's on the track. I mean, that's, nobody. Well, but oh, okay. God. Well, some people could say that. I'd watch about you know E thirty spec watching that race, and or you know spec you know Miata watching them race. They could say it's boring. I'm just saying it is boring. That there's get, it's, get, well, but they but there's still a place yeah. for it. No, they still do it. It's so, a it's, yeah. it's it's a budget series, really. But that's fine. I'm just saying, like like he was saying, it's getting to the point where there's a waiting list to get into Formula Drift, right? And if, if Formula Drift did like, okay, you know, we're gonna do a spec series, you know, it's okay. Maybe it's not gonna be high, you know, you you set the 500 horsepower or six whatever you want to set it at. Spec C right. would work out great. But what I'm just saying, just you set it, and then like you said, you you can get sponsors. This would you know you'd see a lot yeah. of the pro drivers going over there and doing it. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's still gonna be exciting because we're not talking about it's it's just gonna be a bunch of DEs going wah, 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 <laughs> you know around the track. I think I think if it was done right and mm-hmm. to an actual spec that would be entertaining right. <laughs> and not just yeah. these i think it would be really cool but mm-hmm. it would have to be very specific rules and very specific things right to where almost every program would be like an arrive and drive thing to where the corporation right. is what runs the cars and they have certain mm-hmm. guys that make the cars the same like almost like a celebrity cool. they have the celebrity like you know this you ever seen the celebrity uh they'll, they'll all get frs's yeah and they're celebrity what do they call it? celebrity race or like Grand yeah. Prix or something stuff like that but like yeah. actual drifters like i think right. it could be something cool but also uh, what i was saying about fd like i think the really cool thing about fd is like even though it's so competitive and they're not all the same spec cars them being different is what makes it more interesting, if that makes sense. But I think the spec car thing could be interesting as who's a better driver from just driver, not car. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Who has a better – because a lot of it comes down to just having a better team. We watch sure. like Chelsea Dinofa's team. Oh, you know, they're swapping out their rear end in <laughs> five minutes, right? <laughs> like, wait, that's oh, yeah. just not realistic for well, most I, of I, I love stuff also. like that. Like, I love seeing dialed teams just do yeah. the thing. Like I, I, love, yeah. I love that. I, they're yeah. they're – so dialed, always on their stuff, like just very, very good. And like the best, the most important thing on teams is knowing your place 
and just only worry about doing your job. If there's a cross in between, it's just no good. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about the the like the um, NASCAR chassis? Like uh, freaking what's his name is doing? Aaron Losey. Um, yeah, Aaron Losey. I haven't seen about it. That? He's got a yeah. He's got a sprint car. He's got two sprint car chassis. Pretty cool. I think it's great. I mean, you could get those pretty cheap on like yeah, well, if you, if you type look yeah. up like racing junk. Yeah, well, that's where I think he's kind of going with this, but it's it's an interesting play, you know, to mm-hmm. grab an old sprint car chassis and or a circle track car and and try to turn it into a drift car. What about if that turns into be something? No, I, but that, that would go back to like you could still do a spec class, right? You could make these tube chassis cars. They don't have to be Z's. They could be tube chassis cars. Like Cletus kind of does it already with the Freedom Five Hundred, right? Exactly. With something all like the that. Crown I just yeah. is something that I just always thought about because yeah, Crown Vic class <laughs> drifting. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's there's that difference that you you see there are drivers like I think of drivers like like Jeff Jones, right? He's a great driver, but I think a lot of times it comes down to I just he he doesn't have he doesn't have the 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 backing that he needs to sometimes you know stuff breaks and, and yeah. you know what I'm saying there's a program there that that when you see uh you know Von Gittin when he was there Chelsea Nofa and you see these programs where these guys are asbo right they go in and they they'll swap a motor out oh, yeah. in a couple hours right yeah for sure just the, the amount of um, money behind that just a thought about having like a spec class something I, I've talked about for a long time mm. and I I never thought it would be possible until now because the overflow of drivers. Like I could see yeah. that being something in the future. Yeah, right. good point. Yeah. And the thing is, I've I've heard I'm not saying names. I've heard a lot of people in prospect are kind of just like they love FD. It's top of the top, but like a lot of them want to like kind of pull back and go to Clutch Kickers next year. Right. That's what yeah. I've heard so far. Well, so. Clutch Kickers bridges but, that gap. Yeah, Clutch Kickers is like sure. bridging that gap. Like exactly. in my opinion, like when Clutch Kickers was at uh, what's that Emerald Coast? Emerald Coast. Like yeah. it was obviously more uh, more close. Because of the track mm-hmm. now, it's definitely all over the place, but that's fine. But like, mm-hmm. of course, you know the bank is going to favor faster cars. If people know mm-hmm. how to set up, up the cars for the bank, stuff like that. Um, and I, I was, I went there, and I was like, huh, yeah, I need more. Like, I need, I need, I need more to be really competitive. I can drive it and to, you know be somewhat competitive, but like, I can definitely see like, okay, round three, I need a bigger turbo, I need more power, like for sure. Next mm-hmm. round, the you know the smaller layout they're doing i'm interested to see how it's going to be there now that's kind of similar to emerald coast you know because you know a few turns no bank not very fast like i think it'll be really cool to watch but the bank is very exciting for fans and even the drivers as well yeah um i mean it's it's crazy that and by the way you could go and check out the live stream it's already available on the clutch figures youtube yeah. channel if you yeah. missed the uh, mm-hmm. event all three uh, videos are available showing oh, from really? top 64 to the finals. So be sure to check that out. But I think uh, one thing to note that I noticed observing uh, the event was just looking at the bank. Like when the drivers would attack it, the biggest, uh, like you could immediately tell like when there's somebody underpowered where oh, yeah. they would just fall midline or just mm-hmm. struggle to stay midline. Yeah. You, you immediately knew like, oh boy, this is not going to be good for them. The bank is grippy. It's definitely grippy. And that's the one thing that was, well, listen, I only got two laps. <laughs> I only got two <laughs> laps, literally. But from those quick two laps, I learned real quick that um, the gri- bank's very grippy and then the black pavement is pretty good. Concrete, when it's dry, it looks like it's slippery, but it, it's weird, if that makes sense. It's 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 hard to judge, very hard to judge, yeah. but it kind of works when it's dry. And then when you transition off of that, 
you know, come off the bank into that first interclip, and then you transition to the other interclip back into the black pavement and that, on batter zone two. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Like, I actually, like, really enjoyed the layout. If the concrete was different, like he's doing now with the scraper thing. Yep. Yeah, we saw it. It'd be really cool. I actually love the layout, even though I didn't drive it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Just for those of you guys that are watching or that watch this later on, check out Cletus's um, YouTube because they are making changes to the track for those that may not be aware of that. Cool. Um, in order to give the guys Rough more grip, make it rough. Bit. So it, when it does, if it does rain a little bit, because hey, this is Florida yeah. and it's clutch kicker. It. So there's a good chance every event there's a chance of rain until we can maybe get until like August, maybe then, you know, the rain will kind of go Florida. away. Florida. There's always a chance of rain. There's always a chance of rain, right? Chance oh, yeah. of rain, gators. I mean, come gators, on. We rain, got everything. Yeah, we got everything. Bald eagles. It's all, yeah. it's all going down at the Freedom Factory. But anyway, so he's making that adjustment. And um, we were talking before we went on live how Cletus, how dedicated his him and his staff are yes. to setting Freedom Factory up for success and, and setting clutch kickers up to make the layouts challenging, right? Not just saying, well, yeah. here, you're going to rent the track out and just deal with it. No, right. he's he's like, oh, okay. He's there. Right. Well, he's also competing. So I think. Yeah, he literally was competing and then like, doing his battle and run back to the tow truck or whatever he was working with. And he'd be working yeah. instantly. Right, so yeah, he's so he. What, what's good about that is he's competing, so he wants to be competitive. Yeah. So if, if he feels like, hey, this makes it harder for me to compete, I, I think that's where uh, one of the driving factors that you got going there is that he's like, damn, I kept them spinning out like it's like it was hard to control on the concrete. Yeah. Is, so I'm gonna make a change. Yeah, gonna make a change. <laughs> yeah. or yeah, you don't well. have, right, you don't yeah. have to voice, hey, listen, you know, Cletus, can you make changes? Oh, it's fine. You guys <laughs> doing fine? No, he's no, going I, through it with you guys. So that's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah, I, I was really, really happy with how the event organization went and how Cletus' team was and Questioner's team. It was just so dialed. Like, I love when things are organized because I care about OCD. But, like, even when I see things like that, like an organization of an actual proper event being put together so well, and it's also, uh, it makes me feel safe because, like, for example, my incident at Emerald Coast in the car caught on fire, if those guys weren't right there with fire extinguishers getting that thing out, I could have lost the whole car. Luckily, it wasn't a fuel fire, but, like, it could have been way worse. And they got that thing out quick. And, like, even now at Freedom Factory, there's a state-of-the-art, like, fire truck guys with steps towing, like, Mm -hmm. huge ambulance, like, and and anytime something happens, they were on it in seconds. And that, as a driver, makes you feel very safe and secure and, like, it's just a good feeling. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, when there were accidents, they were out there quick. Quick. Ben hit the wall. Alec hit yep. the wall. We had um the accident with uh Naren and um Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. That was a bad one. And right? of course Taylor yeah. and uh yeah, and, and then the vet, the um Zach's rented vet. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. Into, Into the wall. wall. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. And it, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. First test lap hits the wall and he has to go right into competition. It was the first lap, was it really? First lap. Yeah, yeah first, first lap. lap and, yeah. I didn't know that. And, yeah, and then the second lap was competing. So, you know, it wasn't uh, that that going to right to competition on Saturday was really rough for a lot of the guys. But it goes back to what you're saying. The yeah, clutch kickers is grassroots, but you could see the majority of the field how seasoned that they are that they're able to just start right in the morning, first lap, no sight lap, right? Just okay, yeah. your first run. That's Here you go, tough. we're doing it. That is yeah, tough. Like that is not. Something anybody can just go and do, like, and it and it somehow worked out very well. Because even even if you're the best driver in the world, anything can happen. Like anything can happen at any moment. So like that yeah, that's definitely a tough one. That's one thing that I used to notice. Like we would go to this is back in the day when okay, Formula Drift is gone. 
has got a lot better. The drivers have been at the tracks for a while. They've been yep. going on the same tracks for a while. But I remember 10 years ago going to Formula Drift and going and watching the day of practice and just watching everybody spin out. Yeah. And I think it wasn't until the first time I went to a Formula Drift event, I realized that, yeah, these guys spin out too, right? Because before that, I watch it on live stream or you see cuts and you're like, man, these guys kill it every time. And then you go to the first one, you're like, okay. Yeah, they're they're spinning out all day long. You on Friday, not not so much anymore. But back then, yeah, you see them spinning out and spinning yeah. out, feeling out the track. But then come competition day, they work out those bugs, yeah. dial their cars in, and they're monsters, they're beasts on the track. But to oh, see yeah. these guys, the clutch kickers, go out first time, that was awesome. That yeah, was it was really cool. It was mm. tough to watch because I wasn't driving. The car broke again, and it was just like, eh, but like I was kind of relieved to, no, of course not relieved to break the car, but like right. relieved to be able to chill and watch because. Mm. Taking notes is the best thing you can do, mental and visual, and to see what you got to do for the next one. So that's definitely and, and the learning how to watch your car perform is definitely a big thing you learn in FD because to make your driver fast and mm-hmm. get set up done fast. Like when you go to FD, like this past weekend, like we get there, we have a little bit of practice straight to qualifying, and like we had I uh, probably three, four, five laps to get Ricky's car fouled in perfect. And the best thing to do is get it figured out pretty quick. Don't gotta be that fast at qualifying. Just have it neutral, kind of grippy, maybe a little loose, just to be able to drive the car the way you want it. Do a clean lap. The next day, come to the other battles and warm up. Then you gotta figure out where you want to be and who you're going against to, you know, make the car work. And then learning that from from working on teams, I brought to myself, and that is a big advantage from just simply just watching closely and just seeing what everybody's doing. Because I can tell who has a lot of toe in their car just by the way the car performs or how much forward bite it has or simple stuff like that, which is really key to learn to bring in as a driver. Now, now it's interesting that you say that because it was kind of, kind of leads into my next question when it comes um, in regards to a spotter, because mm-hmm. you've been a spotter before yeah. and you have, who's your spotter and what have you, have you had to teach him how to spot or, or what kind of tips do you give him that you're looking for? So last year I had a few different spotters because people couldn't come every round because of work and stuff. But like every, every, if you're a driver, you can for sure spot for anyone. Like it's not that hard, but some drivers do have specific spotters they want. Honestly, on the way there or weeks before, I'll give them a call and like explain everything I want, the simple things, and they kind of take them to their own hands. Sadly, this past event, I had my friend Paul who was spotting, but he understands how to spot perfectly. But like we didn't get much data because the car right. broke second lap. But um, I love spotting. I was my spotter for Adam uh, at Clutch Rickers and stuff, and uh, a few other people. I think a spotter helped out a few times too. Like it's 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 fun to me because a you don't gotta run around that crazy <laughs> and sweat. You can just sit and watch and kind of have fun. Um, but it's definitely extremely important because people are like, "Oh, you need a spotter for Clutch Rickers." I'm like, "Yes, I do. I 100 percent need a spotter for Clutch Rickers because if you want to be competitive, you got to know what's going on. If you right. want to go out there without a spotter." Sure. If you want to not know what's going on, some people want that. Like I know people that rather just go out and see what happens. But like if I know how fast someone is or how they're driving, I know I can be competitive if the car's working. Mm-hmm. I was surprised I didn't see any, but I didn't see any spotters uh, going up to the judges and asking anything. Did you, Ben? Well, no, they weren't allowed to. I thought they were. No, the judges are not allowed to go. I mean, the spotters are not allowed to go to the judges. They have to go to the track marshal. I guess that was Pat Gooden or Zach. Uh, I forgot. Yes, yeah, you cannot. Nobody is allowed to approach the judges. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because were, no, never. They, during they practice made, during practice. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Oh, during, during practice. practice. Yeah, during practice, they said you can come up, yeah. but during competition, absolutely not. Yeah, but I didn't see anybody talking. Do to they? Them, I don't remember what happened at the pro am. I think someone. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole thing there, but I think uh, someone talked to the judges or tried to talk to the judges and it didn't go through or something. But I know in FD you can definitely approach the judges to ask a question quickly to determine what you're going to do or why this happened or something like that. They, they, I'm pretty sure they allow that or, or they talk somewhere prior who's next to the judges who relays that to them or so, something like that right. definitely happens for sure. Cause in FD, you got to know, like you, I mean, anywhere you really got to know, but we're in FD, you got to know quick so you can determine what you're going to do. Yeah. They have a liaison at uh, formula drift, but I know during competition, I don't know about formula drift, but I know with clutch kickers, Zach is like, listen, do not approach the judges. Your spotters do not approach the judges at any time during competition. Yeah, I agree. During I practice, agree Will is, will tell you, come up to him and talk to him all day long. He'll yeah. tell you what he's looking for. Yeah, the, the, like approach the director, you know, instead of going right to the judges because they're focused. They want to do the thing. They don't want to hear your crap. They just want to, okay, here's the paper, yes or no? Okay, thanks. You yeah. Know. Have you ever done judging? I've never judged. Wait, have I judged? No, I haven't judged. Okay. Definitely, uh, it's not fun. Have you considered it? You gotta be focused, especially when you're out in Florida and it's hot. It's probably not that fun to be focused in the heat. <laughs> well, now at the Freedom Factory, we got it easy. We got air conditioning. Oh, you see, now. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that's, a, that's a big plus. Mm-hmm. At last, we got an FD. Was hot. That was really hot. But I'm I'm used to it at this point. Yeah. Well, and muggy too with the rain. Oh my yes. god. That that's that's one thing that happened to us real quick. Uh, we had the car set up perfect for the dry, and it was dry all day. And Ricky goes up for his, uh, is it qualifying or his battle, whatever. And they literally sent him out to warm the tires up, and it just starts downpouring into their face. Like you know, I was stepping the car like this, ready to go into the bank. All that water just was going in their face. And Ricky said he was on the bank, just like wiping his his visor as he's driving, and he's just trying oh, to do his wow. best, but. And Adam too. Adam got rained on right when he battled Osbo, and it was dry all day. And that's the worst. Like that's the worst thing that can happen yeah. with weather yeah, in Florida and stuff. I think the worst worst event I ever did in the rain. This was back when um, KMC was around, and we were at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, and it was raining. And I was um, who was there? Dai Yoshihara was there. Yeah, Dai Yoshihara. And I was like, when I was like, I was one of the first cars to have first E30s in the states to have Wisefab. So oh. it was before Wisefab was really in Formula Drift. Right. So I was there throwing like this angle, and I was talking to him. He was looking at it and everything. But I remember going around the track and getting hit in the face. You ever rode like when you're riding like a jet ski or a wave runner, and oh, it's yeah. just like, Psh, oh yeah, Psh. it was just like that. Oh, I was yeah. getting like ah, splash right in the face. <laughs> it was just miserable. I'll never forget that. But it was a good time. It was good to catch up with uh, with Ty. But yeah. I remember the pictures from that. It looked like a tidal wave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was. I'm not. I don't like drifting in the rain. I like the smoke. I like the traction. Sure, same. Um, but but I like, the rain is good yeah, practice. Yeah. I, I like I like driving in the rain because it's not as hard in the car, and you're saving money because no tires. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, everything true. everything in slow motion, and you notice things you can improve on. Uh, obviously in a slower motion because of training, but like it teaches you a lot of car control and a lot of th- throttle control, and that you can yeah. bring that to the dry, and that has helped me a lot for sure. Like, if it's like I don't like driving in like soap pouring rain, but if it's like mm. pours for a little bit and skip hatch is wet, I'm down the shred. I love that stuff, mm. yeah. but I like smoke mm. too. Smoke, smoke's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you about, um, uh, working with uh, Alberto, how's that? Uh, how did that come about? I'm curious. So, um, it just whenever I 
just needed someone to build me an engine because back then I well when I blew my one J I really didn't have anybody to build me an engine that I trusted or knew. And I hit up Arnold up and he said, Yeah, I'm down to do it and we just kinda of just got back into it and it was like back in the old days we were working with Adam, just but just me and him just working on the car and uh, helping him get customers and bring people to him and giving him business and it was a bunch of fun. It was like going back in time, but present day. And uh, I've learned a lot from Alberto as well. He teaches me a lot. Um, he's a good, good engine builder. He literally built the engine on what's today on Wednesday. He built the motor and now it's in the car. But he busted butt on Tuesday to get it done. But he he's been building engines and working on cars for a long time. It's always fun to work with him. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. No. No. I, I, yeah. I got. I like. Uh, we got to catch up with Alberto. Um, recently and that was another driver that we never or person i never really got to meet until clutch kickers right and that's what's been great about clutch kickers for us is how we've been able to build these relationships and these friendships with all you guys that are out there that we really never had a chance to hang out and chill with you guys and we still don't really when during the day because everything's going 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 especially last event was like minute after minute it was like something to do with oh yeah we don't have an after parties and we don't have an after party spot. We don't have. Uh, hey, we gotta find somewhere. The w- yeah, was La it Bamba or La, no, was it La Roomba? La Roomba. La Roomba. We don't have a La Roombas. The yeah. Yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't have that. We gotta find yeah, somewhere we... over there. We gotta find a place. Yeah, we do gotta find a place. I literally, <laughs> I was being cheap, and I just bought a bunch of meats and breads from Publix, and we all the whole crew ate sandwiches the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, but you, you know what? I was talking. I actually, uh, I was so in, my job. I kind of travel around the state, doing going to different parts of the state. Yeah. So I was in um, Fort Myers earlier this week. Yeah, and I stopped by and saw uh, Savio uh, Drift oh, nice. HQ. Oh, dude, just, he, just, dude, he needs no offense to just not drive and make a restaurant food for everybody. <laughs> but the reason why I'm bringing this up is that he's actually taking orders because now he's, he's using that to develop he, his program. And is help he, sell, is he program. selling food? To, he's this, selling food. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, think it's 50, I don't care. I'll pay him my money for that. Food. Yeah. That, so that it's is. like, I think it's like $15 a meal and he has oh, snacks there. So worth it. His, he yeah. amazing. Like great. Food. I know. So Good. yeah, hit him up, hit him up. Definitely. I will yeah, I for sure do that good. next yeah. round. That his, his Picanha is wow. Oh uh, no! And not only that is like Cletus Everything. has got yeah. Cletus is on point. He's working hard. He's got great grass. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's got a good facility. But the food, that food was, that horrible. Food was horrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> that I had food a was bad. Burger or chicken sandwich thing. I was starving. I grabbed it. It wasn't. I mean, it was bad. But like, it wasn't like <laughs> not edible. You were hungry. Oh no! I went to have a burger and I went to take a bite in it and it cracked in half. Like oh, it made a snapping good. noise. Yeah. Oh, so, so I mean, yeah, but it's. <laughs> Come on, guys! Bathrooms are Bathrooms are clean. No, everything, no, everything is was, awesome. Everything was great. It's just that that one spot. So you got Savio in the pits. Just yeah, hit him up, and he's taking. Dude. I think he's taking like pre-orders or something. I will for so he sure. Knows how much food to bring. That's smart. That's so smart of him to do that. I mean, it's yeah, a lot on him because he has to drive and work and then yeah. cook and then back and then whatever. But yeah. hey, please, I he's got to put a grill in the car. <laughs> yeah, like, put the look, meat in the hood, like yeah, like, yeah, and just yeah. have that cook or the trunk, you know, put the motor to make the grill hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it like, like set some. Hmm, might be That'd an idea. Be Maybe I'll do something on a downpipe or something. I'll set like yeah, a, just I'll yeah. make like a little hot dog cage for yeah. so I can cook hot dogs. A couple laps, cook the hot dogs, <laughs> get out funny. in between laps, grab, put it on a bun, eat it. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that's funny. Oh, yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a great segue. Uh, let's let's take a break from talking business and let's segue over to the uh, Showman's Food Corner. Oh, and, uh, there you go. Let's go ahead and uh, highlight 
some of the uh, hot spots that uh, Mr. Shulman has been to lately over in the Orlando area. So, uh, oh, okay. Matt, uh, care to share with us uh, some of your uh, favorite uh, places to go to? Oh, okay. So I like anything, but I love Spanish food and Cuban food and all that stuff. So it was a spot over here we go to like weekly. It's like you know the rice, meat, pork, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's right by OSW. Like I live, I live off of Fifty, same where OSW is. I'm, t- I'm okay. fourteen minutes oh. from OSW. So Alafair where the Chick Fil A is and all that stuff. Kind of, mm-hmm. I'm right there. But that spot's oh. right there. You gotta check that place out. And then there's a Mexican's place like right here it has like really good freaking tacos and like you wouldn't expect it because like. Most of the time, places have, like, like they're, like, places that look new aren't always good. It's always a place mm-hmm. that a hole in the wall that looks like crap. They're always the best places. But this place is newer, but the food tastes like a hole in the wall. That makes sense. What's it called? Oh, what's, what's it called? It's, it's uh, uh, hang on. La, it's La something. La, hang on. La Carreta? Nah, no, I can't yeah. right, there, there's they have them up there. No, I understand that, but I mean, I, I just so we gotta find. Oh, they actually found it's, a good place. It's called Takira. Te, te, I don't speak Spanish. Takira te, te, <laughs> <laughs> Las Cuzeles. Because I don't know. It's Las Cuzuelas? Huh? Cuzuelas? Yes. Yes. Cuzuelas. Yes. <laughs> Booyah! Yeah. Yeah, we got a it's resident really uh, Miami. Uh, citizen here. Also, funny <laughs> today. So today I wake up and I go on Facebook. You ever heard? Ever, ever heard of uh, Dave's Hot Chicken? Yeah. In California. So they're yeah. only on the West Coast, and it's mm-hmm. we had it when I was in Irwindale last year. It's really good, and uh, I was like, "Huh, I want to have that again." And I go on Facebook. I swear to you, I go on Facebook this morning, and it says Dave's Hot Chicken opening in Orlando, and I'm like, "What? No way!" I'm like, "No way!" And I go on the, on the maps, and it says there's nothing on the map. It's so new. I go on Safari, yeah. and there it is. And today, the 27th, Dave's Hot Chicken opening, May 27th at 11 a.m., and it was 10 a.m. this morning. I looked up, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're opening in an hour. Where's that? I look it up, and it's on Alafaya across the street from my house. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, damn. And so I got my truck, and I went, and I got Dave's Hot Chicken, and it was amazing. So what, what do you get on the menu? What's your what's your? So menu? they have it's all like hot chicken. They have heat levels. It's like fried chicken tenders or fried chicken yeah. uh, sandwich, like slider thing. Oh, we gotta and get it ha- it's yeah. it's like it's like you know not hot, kind of hot, medium hot, extra hot, and then like ferno or something like uh-huh. hot hot. But like I'm telling you, the hot's hot enough. Like it's good. So they have they have a tender meal with fries and a side, and they have. A slider meal, fries on a slide, and they have a tender and a slider meal, fries on a slide. I got that. Oh, one. there we go. That's, that's <laughs> where you know I'm going to be in Orlando in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm going to, hey, yeah, I'm going I'm to try it. Let out. me know if you're OSW. It's literally 15 minutes from OSW. It's right here. Yeah, yeah, we're going um family thing with my wife hey, and my daughter, so nice. I'll hit yeah. you up. Hit it, do it. It's good. Dave's hot chicken. Okay, so I have a couple good places in Orlando, but this is this is your spotlight. I just want to share yeah. with them and yeah. see what you think. Yeah. We'll bounce them off you. Lazy Moon Pizza. See, oh, I don't like, I don't like uh, that place he either. Doesn't like it. I don't like it either. So it's trash. <laughs> it's it's college fast pizza. See, uh, I told you. Eh, eh, I, it's open late. <laughs> it's good. It's good for kind of what it is, but it's not like the f- it's good the for good toilet paper stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not like New York style good stuff. You know, it, it yeah. works. Sure, it's a genius business. Okay. But like, so what's the best pizza in, in Orlando then? See, that's the thing. There's not many good places. That's why it's annoying. But actually, my girlfriend uh, got a quick serving job months ago just to get extra cash. I'm going to tell you more, but it's called uh, Rome's Flavors in Winter Park. 
It's not a thin crust New York style. These people are from Italy. They import water from Italy every day or every <laughs> hour, however much time. And they make this damn pizza, and it is it doesn't make sense. It's so good. And you got to try Rome's, it. Rome's flavors. Rome's flavors Rose, in Water Park. Rome's flavors. Rome's. Rome's. Rome. Yeah, Rome. R O M E S. It's great. Rome flavors. Very good. Okay. Got that down, Paul. What else, what else you got? What else you got here in Orlando? Oh, we're foodies. Um, so we ate at this place. Was it called Durango's? Durango's, yeah. That was okay. What do you mean? I thought it was good. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, whatever. I can tell you, I can you like, you like Bucky's? Me. I, I, it's like, oh, he thinks it's great. I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> you, got, you got low expectations. Uh, I got low expectations, I guess. I don't know. What, what else you, do I You're get? not allowed to eat. That's why. I'm not, I, like, I do eat. What are you hey, talking about? Allowed. What are you talking about? Look at me. I eat. I eat plenty good. There's a lot of good Puerto Rican restaurants there. Yes. But I, you know. What we got to find is that that Hawaiian, there was a Hawaiian place by Pounders. Pounders. That was amazing. Pounders in Crestview. Oh really? I didn't it was there. amazing. Oh, it was like it was the best good. food I've ever had. Huh. Yeah. And like we need to find something like that in Orlando. There's there's the spots here for sure. It's just you gotta find them. You guys like ramen? I love it. So there's a place called Domu in Orlando. Have you heard of Domu? Okay. So Domu is really good ramen, but they have like literally I would say F the ramen and get the wings they have. They have oh, these damn wings. Wings. Okay. They are voted best wings in Orlando like years in a row. They're extremely crispy and they're uh, oh, wow. in a butter kimchi sauce. And it's Domo. insane. Yeah, take this down. Take a note. Take a note. It's, hmm. it's literally, it's, they're so crunchy, but the inside is like melting your mouth and it's amazing. Like you can, I go there, I get ramen and the wings, but like I could literally go there and say, screw the ramen, give me the wings. Like it's so good. Hmm. I think and we ate there. So there's one, there's no one in Orlando Water Park area, and there's uh-huh. also like a, a quick version of it that has a boneless version of those wings right next to Dave's Hot Chicken in the same plaza. Huh. We'll have to check that out. It's yeah, the it's one. Right. Is that place that uh, they want to take a credit card? Sean? That Sean Roxby right. took us? Really? That well, was part. I didn't know about the wings. Is it? Is oh. it next? I don't know. We'll have to check on that. That was probably the quick one. The quick one's not nearly as good as the actual sit down place. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. this was a quick one. It was just a little, like, small little place. You yeah, next to Jeremiah's Thai and Ice place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that's Domu. That's the chibi, chibi ramen. That's their, their quick version. It doesn't touch the real place. Oh, okay. But <laughs> that, that flavor of those little boneless wings is the same flavor as the wings, but, like, it doesn't even come close. Hmm. But, yeah, that's good stuff. Good deal. Uh, t- Tim, any other... Uh... Places that uh, you have in mind that you want to share? Do you want to uh, tell me all want Matthew grade? Uh, well, so no, you know, my mind, my mind went blank. I don't. Lazy Moon was one of the places, and then um, I can't remember. There's another place I ate because I go up there every once in a while. And I just can't remember right now. You just yeah. mentioned Bucky's. Well, Bucky's isn't in Orlando. Bucky's is the best. Daytona. I love Bucky's. It has the best. I mean, the best brisket. Uh, so doesn't make sense how good that is for a gas. It's station. insane. People go in there and they like they have their their like their little basket and they yes. literally take like twenty yes. sandwiches. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. And so, they're like mine, so mine, mine, the last, mine, mine. The last round I went to Questioners, I purposely went on ninety five instead of seventy five, so I can go to Bucky's, get all the good Thank stuff, you. and then go up to to ninety five to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, these these fools were like, "Oh, wh- why do you keep going to ice at ninety five? Is like, well, once you get to Bucky's, you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you go there, you spend sixty bucks at least on snacks and crap. Oh, easily, that, and it's uh, fine. 
It's not normally fine, but it's fine. Yeah. That is funny. Hmm. Ugh, well, now, now we lost everybody with our uh with it's our fine. Food now I'm hungry, get it? <laughs> <laughs> gotta find a couple. Yeah. Oh drifting. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about drifting cars. Right, drifting. <laughs> Oops. Cars, engines, things. Yeah. Um I have a question. Have you ever considered uh, another chassis or um something else to kind of like yes. uh but what okay, what what chassis? So I love the S chassis, of course, and like you can for sure build a fourteen S fourteen or fifteen, be competitive. But the sport, like it depends on what you want to do. Like if I'm or BMW is definitely extremely competitive <laughs> as well. Like Dylan Hughes' car is amazing. I love that car. Uh-huh. But like, I, how do I explain this? I love BMWs. They work. They're extremely great. But like, it's just not my style. If that makes sense. No hate to them at yeah, all. No, no, I get it. I get it. I, 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 I the only. Newer car that I will do because I don't want to. I'm not gonna build an older car now because like it's just a tin can at this point. But anyway, definitely FRS or 86, like like oh. BRZ for sure. I have one. I have a shell. Right. But I just haven't got right. to building it yet. And like before the geometry wasn't that great and all that kind of stuff. But now with technology, as in with Wisefab and 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 data and and all that stuff's advancing. Like you obviously can make them fast. Many yeah. successful drivers drive them, and mm-hmm. I would for sure build an FRS or GR86, whatever I call it now, because the the GR and GT same chassis, just different body. There's some little things that are different, but like not much. That's why all the um, GT chassis now have all the new GR Wisefab updated stuff on there, and it's like night and day. Like Castro's car is so fast, it's insane. Like it's mm-hmm. amazing, and yeah. Gucci's is good too. But like, yeah, I would definitely build a, a FRS. But yeah. I, if I if I couldn't if I could afford an S fifteen, sure. But a shell yeah. is like ten thousand dollars is insane to me. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would I would I mean yeah it would be definitely between uh, FRS and S fifteen because the S fifteen stone S chassis I'm more familiar with it. It's easy. There's plenty of information on it, and there's enough of the eighty six now. It's been out for like what twelve years now I think something like that. Yeah. You know it's funny so my like, mom. Actually has how old is hers? Like a twenty fourteen. Hers is original, like the first year. It's like the first or second year. My mom no, bought the first one. year it came out. Was the first, first year, year she got that um, burnt that, that burnt orange color? Oh yeah, yeah. They, got did, it they, did, they did it with they, the Deborah X too. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't have this is an interesting story. They didn't have that color in the manual. My mom wanted a stick shift, right? Yeah, yeah. So I she she literally found one in Ohio. I flew to Ohio and drove it back down. Yeah. That car. My mom still has that car, and it has like six thousand miles on it. Wow. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, because she doesn't really ever drive it. She had she she got an accident, hurt her back, and it kind of just sits there. That's worth a lot of money now. I know, I know. Should we we got a car cover, cleaned it up, and it's just right now it's sitting underneath the car cover, but it's still stock wheels, bone stock. Yeah, Yeah. everything's stuck on it. Yeah. I already got dibs. Yeah, he already Ben already got dibs. (laughs) That that car would have been such a great car if it wasn't a damn Subaru engine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's the worst. Like if they made like a modern day I'm not going to say Jay-Z because they won't do that. If they made some kind of modern, right. even even a, the, an actual normal four-cylinder, like, like a fleet, Or an ARZ or whatever. Even a three-cylinder with a turbo. No. <laughs> no. Honestly, like something like, like I don't know, just not the damn flat four. Like I, I get it why they did it, the whole thing. But like the best part about that is they made the engine bay very wide for the flat four so you can fit basically anything in there. Right. Yeah. Like a Ferrari engine like Turk did. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about all that, but the, yeah, I'd like to case swap it. I, I don't know. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no. it, that would, I think yeah, case swap on that car would be amazing. So, 
Yeah, because keep it light. I mean, how much does that car weigh stock? It doesn't weigh that much. Probably close to 3,000 pounds, I'd say, 3,100, I guess. I mean, that's, but that's in full trim, right? Probably. Mm, yeah, probably. You, you could get that down. They're not that heavy. Sure. They're not that bad. I mean, they're probably similar to most. Yeah. Well, hmm. well, 27 to 28, actually. Really? That's really light. That's really light, yeah. Yeah, man. Got in that thing, you lose three, 400 pounds, maybe. You got to yeah. weigh your shell, man. I do. Well, the, well, so the front of it, there's no there's no front suspension or anything. There's a whole rear end. It was in a wreck, but it's not like a bad wreck. Yeah. It's straight as can be, and there's just no front suspension, but like I could get some stock suspension and put it on there and see what it weighs. That's really freaking light. Yeah. Maybe we'll, take, maybe we'll take mom's car then. You gonna take mom's car? Yeah, I, I so. called dibs on it already. It's, it's my mom's car, buddy. I don't care. I called dibs. All right. It's a rule of law. Once you call dibs, it, it, it's it's like forged. Yeah. At the sense of time. It's like shotgun. You know, you can't you know take shotgun from somebody called shotgun. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's part of the bro code, right? I think, right? Bro yeah, code. a little bit. I got no bro code. Oh, okay. I got I got something to throw at you. Yeah. So you're on an event. Uh-huh. You're doing pretty good. Yep. Somebody approaches you. Oh God! <laughs> and says, "Hey, oh, come on. Uh, say, hey, we'll you know, uh, give you, you just, some uh, we, we'll free wife. We'll give you some free, free wise stuff, fab. free wise fab. If you know you, you spin out, what do you say? Ah, uh, see where this is going. I'd be like, <laughs> no, because I know what this is going to drag me to. Because I'd rather not deal with the crap after." Mm. What if it's somebody that you really looked up to? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, like, hey, what if Adam LZ came up to you and said, "Hey, you know, what? I'll build your FRS for you if you just throw this round." <laughs> no, yeah, no. You, you, why are we? Why are we going here, Tim? Just, just hypothetically, I'm just saying. From being around the known world of people. Mm-hmm. Everything goes everywhere. Your reputation yeah. can go down the toilet in seconds. Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. So I rather not ruin reputation because of something like that. I rather just keep my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. I, I know. I know what you're saying. I get it. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. No, I get you. Yeah. I know. But I'm I was, getting. Lo- I'm getting looks from. My I sure said. I sure said yes. <laughs> absolutely. I'll just spin out and. Cr- hey, you know what? Let's go to the wall. Right? Let's crash <laughs> How many spins do you want? I can spin three times in one lap. <laughs> hey, give me some gas. And pour on the car. And just torch it. F it. Whatever. I'll give you ten grand for every time you spin. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's spinning around the whole track. <laughs> God, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Good oh. lord. Oh, that, that's insane. God, why'd you why'd you go there? Why not? Why not? That was good. I like that. I, I caught yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so is that uh, the um, FRS BRZ? So you, do you yeah. think that will be the future chassis for Mister uh, Showmanator? Yeah, when it comes to it, probably for sure. Um, I thought yeah. about selling it to just put more money into my car, I get like a quick change and stuff, be more competitive. But it's hard to get a shell that you that's already a shell or buy one everything's up in price so i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in a weird gray area with it i can sell it then put you get a quick change and then have like a really really competitive car to have gear changes and then not break diffs i don't break diffs but like i'm pushing it on my setup right now so like to get more horsepower in my car to be able to not break it i have to do something and a z diff is nine that more much stronger than mine so like mm-hmm. The amount of money you put in a Z diff to have the right gearing with the dog box I have now and stuff. Yeah. A thousand more dollars you can get a quick change. 
Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm in a weird area for it. I could just save up and do it, but like, so much money goes into running the program and doing clutch triggers is, you know, it's it's tough. But definitely the 86, yeah. Yeah, but the good thing is a dog box and a quick change can. I mean, you could essentially transition all that yes. over to the to the. That's to that's also where I was going with it too. That's you know, I have a dog box now. It's the best thing ever. So mm-hmm. that's one more step is a quick change. But then I have a, I have a pro car for my only drift car. That's what I'm trying to avoid. But that's what I'm doing, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, keen viewers may have noticed a particular logo on your shirt, uh, MSR. Care to yeah. elaborate on that? So I finally started my own, like, kind of brand, just my own racing thing. And, like, I, there's so many different companies out there. And, like, there is another MSR company, but, like, it's just irrelevant. But, like, I just thought this was easy and it looks good. And, I just did it. So now I have these shirts for sale. Well, well, these shirts for sale on my website and all the crew wears them and it's just good for branding and it looks really good. I've always wanted to have my own kind of thing. So uh, I finally pulled the trigger and got it done like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So it's just clothing right now or is yeah, it be- Yeah. Well, I have posters and I have the, one of those is on sale, two of them. But um, I have posters and shirts for now. I want to get hats pretty soon. Um, I got these made pretty quick at a place in Orlando because I needed them for cloth shakers, and I got like fifty some shirts or a hundred shirts mm-hmm. just to have to sell. Because like mm-hmm. you know, getting them made in time is always hard. This place got them done quick, so I just did it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. smart. You're starting to brand yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I wanted to you know pitch the sponsors and show them we're going to actually represent them more, and the whole crew's going to wear it, and my fans and viewers and things are going to have it as well. And I just wanted to get their more names out there and. I'm, I've always wanted to have my own shirt, as dumb as it sounds, but I'm stoked mm-hmm. to have it finally. Good. Yeah. Um, have you had requests from like random people, like asking to kind of like uh, needing help with their car, or, or like wanting to hire you to work on their car, or anything like yes. that? Because I, evidently, I mean, you you're pretty hands on with your vehicle, so I'm sure people have taken notice on that. Yeah, I've definitely gotten approached. Uh, bunch of times even actually like i was saying about connor osoli and them at osw um they were like hey do you want to help us out or work for us and i'm like not this friend. i was helping my other friend but like maybe some has in the future for sure if i can so i haven't tied that on that yet but like that's a pure example right there they asked me to help out um and then yeah i get dms and stuff and questions or me wanting them wanting suggestions on how to set up something or what to do and it happens a pretty good amount of time yeah, Connor. Connor's people are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Connor's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, we caught up with Connor last season when he was in his S14, and um, he, he just very down to earth. Yeah, him, he's wilding out. I mean, while you watch his YouTube, he's doing like oh, yeah, he's stunt shows in the hood, right? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> what is yeah, he yeah, doing yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, I saw oh, that. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Isn't loving it. <laughs> he is doing the thing for sure. I can't do. I no. I'll be in the car. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. funny. But yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted, I was curious about, uh, Randy Noah. Yes. Mm, yeah, he keeps on, in the chat here. Is yeah. it here? Is so, it here? Uh, he was at some is there a point. Chat? Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, where is it? Um, but yeah. So how how did that come about? Because I'm sure, um. It seems like both of you guys are, try, are trying to push, 
you know, one another in regards yeah. to uh, uh, driving ability and skills. For sure. And now he's in an E46. I don't know what's well, yeah. on yet, but he's working on it. Oh, yeah. Could you tell us what motor he's got in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, wait. Am I, is, it, is, it, is it not known? I don't know it, but uh-huh. he, he wouldn't he, tell me. Is Randy watching? I don't want to blow his... Oh. Secret if it's a secret, Randy. You, yeah, well, he, yeah, Paul asked him. He wouldn't tell. He wouldn't even tell me. I, I, I won't tell you. Then he'll tell you. I know where it is though. It's pretty cool. I think yeah. I know where he lives. I think I'll just go over there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's, wait, he's calling me. He's calling me. Hang on. <laughs> he's like, shut yes. up! Don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> okay, he said I'm not allowed. <laughs> he's like, no, don't tell him. Call him. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I won't tell him. I promise. Okay, bye. <laughs> he freaked out. Uh, wow, that was quick. I was like, oh man, talk about like freaking uh, out there. Yeah, he's like, what's funny. the big secret? What's the secret? No, you're not going to put anything. I mean, what are you going to do? EcoBoost or something? No, no, no. Me and Randy had pretty uh, similar driving styles and also very similar cars. And like, he's the only person that I can like really drive hard. AF with on the skip pad. Like when we drive on the skip pad, we just go as hard as possible every time. I was watching old footage of the day. And we just like every lap was just like just going hard, and that's like the best thing to do over and over again, just to get good and gain confidence in yourself and the car, and then bring that to everybody else you drive with. But there's always those drivers you kind of like, you know, give a little space or not as don't drive as crazy. But everybody at OSW who's you know that we're friends with drives really really good but me and randy I love, drain's probably my most fun person to drive with yeah good yeah. deal um they're looking at the roster this season uh for the closer series is there a particular driver that may you may not necessarily be looking forward to competing with but maybe you're uh hoping to kind of like cross paths to kind of see uh where you stack up um i mean uh not not really I'd love to battle really anyone because, like, if I go against a more experienced driver, I can know I can drive harder. But either way, you got to drive hard at this point. But, I mean, not not really anybody in particular, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's so many people I don't even know in, that are driving this year. Like, half the field I'd never heard of. Before. I've seen them, but I don't, I don't know them. So, like, I have to, like, really kind of see how they drive or what they're doing to, like, even answer. Hmm. Yeah. Who was what was your favorite battle last round? Um last round favorite battle. Taylor and Chelsea was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that mm-hmm. damn stupid fox body is so fast. Well, I know why it's fast because Chelsea developed it and yeah. made it what it is. But like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but like yeah, that thing caught me off guard. But I was just watching. He went against Taylor Hole that one run that went on Facebook and I was like, Yeah. Well, there's that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet. All right, favorite driver of all time. Oh, wow. Hang on. I know my favorite driver of all time, but now, I, now it's lost. I can't even think now. Favorite driver of all time. Jesus. Well, that's a loaded question. Yeah. No, it, everybody can have their I favorite have so many driver. favorite drivers. Like, uh, James Dean's awesome, obviously. Well, he's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's super sick. Everybody's favorite. Denofa's a great driver as well, but I, I'm friends with him, but he's, he's great as well. But, like, I, I never. I'm not, I don't ever have favorites. I, I have like many. You know what I mean. I have many well, favorite drivers. Who's your favorite driver? My favorite driver of all time is Nomikin. Nomikin. Yeah, just because of his personality. Oh, it, it's not like it's. He's not the best driver out there, but just. Yeah. 
you know that's old school though yeah i know but i'm saying that's like he was most entertaining to watch for me and and i just enjoyed watching his style and everything so oh okay <laughs> you know that's that's that was my favorite driver of all time hmm. paul do you have one i doubt you do i could oh wait yeah wait a minute yeah <laughs> world, what the hell am i doing here uh, it's the passion it's the passion ben do you have a favorite driver uh not really no all right matt favorite track that you've ever slid on oh oh man road atlanta oh yeah that was yeah. an experience that was i again my i had weird adapter clutch stuff cu9 jz stuff before like things got per, uh, perfected yeah. and I had this kit in my car that uh basically like broke like my eighth lap but i got to drive it i did the whole down the hill up and in. that was amazing i also drifted the s's too and that was wild and even though even just driving the track normally because like you you do the you know fd section kind of you know out and out and then you drive and then you track the whole track like you you can do whatever you want till the next section so like yeah. you do the whole downhill uphill thing go down and you can floor it as fast as you want and like you know, we'll grip grip drive the whole thing, and it kind of cools the car down too. You're going so fast, you right. fly around all the way around, and then you go to the S's, and you just enter in like freaking third or fourth gear and mash it down the hill to the valley and up the valley, and then yeah. auto grip across the rest of the track, and then park in the line and go again. Right. It was just like so nice. wild. Like even like the most wild part about it is like when all the cars are on the grid by the pits waiting to go. You all go and start to warp your tires and do a little scrubbing, and everybody's like 30, 40 cars at once, just you know, driving the whole track to the when you start the drift was like so cool. And like, Mortal Atlanta alone is the coolest place ever. So, like, yeah. getting to drive that, and that was the last year of grid light they did. So, I got lucky driving that last grid light there, which was really cool. But their car broke sadly, like halfway yeah. through. But I got okay. to drive it, so that was all I cared about. All right, so I got I got two more for you. Like this this one's a hypothetical. Oh, oh boy, it's a hypothetical. I like these fun questions. You could take ten of your best, ten of your buddies. Yeah. Go to any track in the world. Spend one week of drifting. Don't have to worry about the cars. Don't have to worry about the tires. Where would you go? Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten for I mean, it has to be ten because you want to do that train. So that's why I I'm saying love, that's why. I, I, love, I haven't driven. What's that place called in California with the? canyons willow springs willow springs i would love to go there and drive that uphill anywhere down. in the world anywhere in the oh, world in the world shit um, yeah in the world I'm, yeah, I'm not making it easy for you oh japan i definitely go to japan for sure yeah japan Ibisu, okay 5%. all right That's last one last one um in your opinion what's the best motor for drifting and why is it a jay-z hey, <laughs> <I was waiting laughs> <for this though. laughs> so I don't care how many times I've broken it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not putting a truck engine in my 240 ever, people, ever. I don't care. I would blow up 20 Jay-Z's before I put a LS in my car. Anyway, <laughs> Jay-Z's best engine ever. It's known to be. It sounds amazing. They're, still, yeah. they're expensive, but people have found ways to do them affordably. Mm-hmm. And now you can get them for pretty, well, get parts to build them pretty cheap. And, you know, to me, like, the best engine ever is definitely Jay Z, like I said. But like the noises it makes, what you can do with They're them beautiful. is impressive. There's tons of information, and uh, I think the Jay Z is definitely it. But like all these newer engines are coming out, like the B58 and like mm-hmm. and other things and all that. But like 
of course, the LS platform is there, and it's a good mm-hmm. platform. But like, it all depends on your style. It all depends on what you want to hear, what you want to do, and you know how easy it is to work on. But like, I think the Jay Z is definitely the top tier, in my opinion. Regardless of how many times I've broken them, but me breaking them, two of them were like okay, catastrophic. The other ones were like minor things that hurt it because wiring wasn't right or my back line popped off and regulated, which made it run lean. Like, that's why people. Like, they're, oh, put an LS in your car, swap, do an engine swap. And I'm like, it'll cost double to do a whole entire different platform. Yeah. Instead of just perfecting small things that are causing these issues, which I've done now. Like, everything was perfect, but the back line popped off, I lost another engine. And now I'm doing end lines. Like, fix the little things to get what you want to for the big picture. So, Jay-Z, for sure. Hmm. That's all I got. All right. Uh... <laughs> Ra- round two, clutch hickers. It's coming yeah. up. What are yeah. you doing to prep for it? Are you doing anything different uh, compared to how you set up the car for round one? Uh, how are you going to go at it? Um. So now I've seen round one of how what cars are going to be there and how it's going to be. Obviously, it's on a bank track this time. Obviously, I lost the other engine. And now I'm basically, I just got the, it's the same engine, just different internals. I had CP pistons before. Did the same pistons, but now I had BC BC six two five plus rods. So now the engine can, can be capable of like whatever I want, basically. But now I'm limited the turbo size. So I just got the engine last night. Everything's ready to start probably tonight or tomorrow morning. Start it up, make sure it's good. I'm gonna go test next weekend, make sure it's perfect, um, and then maybe a small alignment change, and then go drive. That's basically it. But then round three, definitely bigger turbo and stuff like that to be more competitive. Hmm. Okay. Right, yeah. so you you take no issue with the, the layout the way how it is. I mean, there's been some talk about how it's it's too simple. It, it, it should incorporate a bank. Um, I mean, how do you feel about it? So, I understand every opinion, and I'm a mix of those opinions. That makes sense. Like, it's common sense. A bank will definitely favor a more experienced driver and a higher level car, which will be faster than most of the other cars, which definitely puts a big gap into everything. But there is a lot of cars that are pretty similar. Um, I like the idea of the smaller layouts because it will make everything kind of like how it was before at the old track, smaller layout, high horsepower cars, low horsepower cars that can do the layout and show that you can be pro level cars like Randy and Alec. And that was wild. Like a street S14 with a total horsepower, a thousand horsepower, F uh, Pro One car, like that's what I think Clutch Rivers was really cool for, and how it kind of changed everything and made it not really grassroots. It was kind of like its own class. If that makes sense, and it was really unique. Mm-hmm. And it's so unique at Freedom Factor. I love it there. And you know, like I said before, like you know, you're going there. You know, it's going to be competitive. You know, it's going to be wild, no matter what layout you're doing. So you got to kind of bring it, or you kind of get lost in the dust. But I like the layouts they're doing. I think it's fine, and it's cool that they're doing the mystery of round five to pick the best one or surprise with a new one. So mm-hmm. I think the way that they're changing every layout every round is definitely cool, too, because, like, the other track was cool, but, like, the same thing every time. There's so much data, and there's so much things that people know what to do now. Now, it's like FD. You go to a new track or whatever. There's still information from years prior, but anything can change, and you have to make the car competitive to, to win. Yeah, well, this this um, smaller layout is going to definitely make for more exan- excited tandem battles, exciting yeah. tandem battles, yeah, because they're going to be closer. 
it's going to, like you said, it's going to close that gap between the high horsepower cars and lower horsepower cars that the bank separates. Um, so I think it's going to be more exciting watching as a spectator, especially those spectators that they don't really care so much on the technical aspect of it. They just want to see cars close together, a lot of smoke and a lot of excitement. So I think as yeah. a spectator that's new to drifting, which yeah. will be a lot of, there will be a lot of those because the freedom factory brings that. Yeah. I think it's going to be good for spectators and the, the way this is like a stadium, right? It's like the drift Coliseum. I don't know if that's already taken, it's, but it's an awesome place. Yeah, it, it is an awesome place. So it's, what, what, yeah, what, what Cletus has got going on. And he, like I said, I, <clears throat> I have never really watched I've a handful of Cletus videos in the past. Um, I'm sure like yourself, like we're always busy doing other stuff. So I don't, we don't really get a chance to follow these guys and, and see everything, but yeah. I am more a fan now of Cletus than I ever was because I yeah. saw the dedication he has. Like I said, he yeah. owns a track. He's running out of track. He don't have to be out there mowing the grass. He don't have to be out there. Cleaning the so track. He don't, he don't have to do any I of that, that. Right. Yeah, no, and, and, no, and, sure. and that just spoke volumes to me on how yeah. engaging it was to the crowd, trying to make sure they knew what was going on. Because we had some times where um, we couldn't patch in through the PA. I think there was one time he actually came out to the stands and kind of let everybody know what was going on. Um, but, yeah, his dedication to to the sport and watching it grow and then Clutch Kickers, of course, their dedication. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just see great things from just that that partnership between uh, Cletus' yeah. crew and, and, and Clutch Kickers. But um, kind of wrapping this up here, what can – uh, the people that follow you, what can they look for? Is, is do you have any big things on the horizon other than this competition's coming up? Um, not much. Just I do my my normal YouTube thing, just normal my my drift car and plus shakers and OSW and doing my thing with sponsors and developing stuff and all that. That's basically what I'm doing because takes up a lot of time, uh, a lot of effort and stuff like that. I would love to start the FRS build maybe this year if i get to it but no promises because like I'm, I'm a one-man team on the car like i'm i'm the one working on it i'll probably build some motors and stuff but like i that's just me that's all I, it's only me on the car in my garage but no just like you know my normal youtube thing instagram normal stuff like that nothing crazy coming up that i know of yet but uh no it's just my normal thing just car shakers and all the good stuff so so where what is your youtube channel and and what are your uh, social media tags my YouTube channel is my name, just Matt Shulman, and then Instagram is Matt Shulman with four ends on the back, and then Twitter is I think the same thing. I'm pretty sure, and Facebook is just my name. Oh, you're doing the tweets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I started the account and I just I was like oh, I don't have time for that. I'm on page. I went I went to go tag you guys on Twitter, but I couldn't find. I just put. Yeah, yeah we don't think there. we're set up on. We're Twitter. not there, but we are on Spotify, right? Right, we're on Spotify. Oh, we do. Oh. We we're on a, what other world are we on? Uh, Stitcher, Spotify is not a social Google. network. Not a social network, but I'm saying yeah. people like audio he's, format. He's out of it. He yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. he's, just, he's an old. I'm an old. I'm an old man. Man, yeah. What is this phone thing? Computer, <laughs> yeah. uh, glass, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I mean, you guys got any other anything else for the yeah, show later? Good. No, that's it. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to shout? Anybody want to shout out? Anything you want to say before we wrap um, it up? Yeah, definitely. Shout out to all my sponsors: uh, EC Master, BC Racing, Action Clutch, True Focus Fab, Kanzai Wheels, uh, few others. Um, all support. I could not do it without them and all my friends and family and fans supporting me over the years. And it's been fun, but it's a long way from over. So I'm ready to get back out there with the new motor and. Actually shred and not break things. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I want to mention real quick for Clutch Shakers, if they ever watch this, 
There needs to be a chicane for the bank layouts to make it more easier for drivers to come up and not be drag raced. I just want to mention that. But other than that, is that, is that no, I'm, I'm, I didn't see I Zach know. in the, oh, in the okay. comments. Well, so add the chicane to the to the to the bank. Yes. To the bank it just, it's just it's just it should be. It's not even for it's not an advantage. It just makes it right. FD does it, so there's a reason why they're doing it, and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think they should do it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, folks. Uh, well, Matt, I want to thank you again for uh, joining us. Actually, just stick around uh, as uh, we wrap this up, and I want to thank you, folks, uh, the viewers, for tuning in. And we'll be back two weeks from now, mm -hmm. right? Barring no, no other issues for another episode. So thank you again for watching, and we will catch you next time. Well, actually, I don't, wait, what? Well, I'm just I'm serious. Well, no, but you're gonna. Well, I'm sorry, but you're gonna uh, you're gonna go, and we're gonna get some footage for the um the pro the. Uh, oh the, yeah, that's right. The pro am too. So I just want to make sure if, you know, stay tuned to our, our YouTube channel because Ben's gonna have some footage coming um from next week's U.S. Drift Circuit um, licensing series event round two. Cool. Right. So I'll just see. You know, I'll stay tuned if you guys want to watch. Okay. Gee whiz. Golly, gee willikers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you and uh, good night. Bye. Thanks, guys.